Welcome to Diversity Unlocks Discovery, an IAB UK podcast series in partnership with Meta. Hello and welcome to this IAB UK podcast, Diversity Unlocks Discovery in partnership with Meta. I'm your host, Sophia Haynes, and I head up our diversity and inclusion work here at the IAB. This is the second episode in our mini-series where we will be exploring diversity and inclusion in digital advertising. Our aim is to pull apart some of the things that are preventing digital advertising from being more inclusive and diverse, and therefore how we go about changing things for the better. From all the DNI conversations I have and all the research I read, so many of us are worried about getting things wrong. As a result, we tend to avoid talking about the issues, bury our heads in the sand instead of asking questions, and ultimately do very little to make things more inclusive and equitable. This podcast is an antidote to that. So listen and learn, and rest assured, you will come away from each episode ready to make a difference. So today I'm joined by Fick Walder Georgis. Vic is Meta's Country Marketing Director for Europe, Middle East and Africa. And together, we're going to explore exactly how diversity can unlock discovery. We talk about how we can improve black representation in the industry, explore the treasure trove of resources to do just that, available through BRIM, and whether or not spotlighting cultural moments is the best way to forge change. But first, I started by asking Fick the question I ask all our guests. Where does her personal passion for DNI lie? And why does this work matter so much to her? My passion for diversity and just in general for social justice comes from purely because if you look at diversity as a concept, the essence of diversity is all about fairness and equity and equality. And that should appeal to any decent human being. It certainly does appeal to me. But also, I think the other bit that fuels my passion for diversity is this idea of I'm a woman, I'm a black woman, I'm a person who's traveled around the world, I was fortunate enough to live in different countries and work in different countries, which is brilliant. But at the same time, I think through that, I had a first-hand experience and also exposure to some of the unfair treatments that underrepresented groups are facing, and whether it's racism or sexism or ageism, uh, you name it, right? And that kind of shapes and fuels my passion for diversity. And that sounds great. The authentic experience. I mean, you can talk very much. I mean, Mm -hmm. this episode is focusing on that black representation. So let's get stuck in. So one thing I wanted to kick off with was the all-in census, which took place in 2021. And it surveyed the industry asking individuals about their own protected characteristics to understand from across the UK industry of advertising, what was the representation, but also it looked at the finer detail, the experience of those in the workplace. And whilst black representation here in the UK in advertising was broadly in line with national population levels, the industry was underrepresented in London and especially at a senior level. Yeah. So beyond that, the issues ran far deeper because about a third of the black respondents in the survey responded that they were likely to leave the industry due to a lack of inclusion and or discrimination, which it sounds like you may well be able to talk to those points. So I'd love to hear, you know, what your reflections are of those stats. Wow. Yeah. So I think, first of all, why don't we just unpack those, the findings a little bit more? So you're absolutely right in terms of the overall findings from the census. There's about 3% of the black population is represented in our advertising and marketing industry, which is great, right? Shows progress. But if you kind of go deeper into that, I think the reality is only the black talent in marketing only accounts for about 1% of the C-suite. It just shows you that when it comes to black representation in the industry, 
of course, black people are heavily represented in the kind of lower uh, part of the organization or sometimes even middle part of the organization, but they're really present when it comes to senior leadership positions. And unfortunately, the advertising industry is not unique when it comes to that, right? Especially when you look at the UK and globally as well, for that matter. If you look at the FTSE 100, for example, at least the last report that I read from Green Park says there isn't a single black CEO, black chairman and black CFO. So none of the top positions in any of the top organizations that we have in the UK are occupied by black people. So it just shows you the kind of the severity of the problem, right? That's kind of one part of that. And then on the other side, you raised the point around inclusivity. So again, if you look at that census, a third of the population, the black talent was in the industry says they do not feel like they belong in this industry. It's heartbreaking to hear that. So no wonder, to your point, that they are already exploring you know, ways of leaving the industry and moving to other industries or you know, stopping work altogether, which is unfortunate. Now, that says, just if you put those two kind of insights together, it's glaringly obvious that something needs to be done and it needs to be done now, you know, urgently. I think as an industry, we need to move from good intentions to meaningful actions. That's what we need to do. We need to kind of switch gears in that space. I think first of all, on the representation area, brands and agencies and media owners in this area need to really step up their efforts when it comes to how they recruit, how they retain, how they promote, how they develop, how they sponsor, coach, etc. Black talent within the organizations, their organizations, so that we can have more black people represented, not just from at the core of the org, but also across the organization and primarily also in leadership positions, because representation does matter and you become what you see and all that. We've heard all that. We need to make it happen. And on the second point of inclusivity, again, brands and agencies need to realize that it's not enough to get you know, a few black people dotted around the organization and diversity on its own is not enough, right? They have to make a concerted effort to create and foster that environment that in which marginalized groups, whether black, women, you know, all sorts of marginalized groups can actually thrive in that environment. And I think those are the two things that they need to focus on. And that's where I think the systemic changes in the industry need to happen. And that's why the initiatives like BRIM are critical in this industry. So you've led me perfectly on to the next question, which is really, yes, around BRIM, Black representation in marketing, which is hopefully, you know, helping to bridge some of these gaps and support the industry and help provide people with some of the tools that they may not already have to hand or they may be burying their heads in the sand, as I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, where do I start? There's so many problems, where do I pitch it? It's inertia. (laughs) Exactly. So can you tell us a little bit more about BRIM and how it sort of works and how listeners can get involved and use it? So to explain what BRIM is to begin with, so BRIM is Black Representation in Marketing. It is a wonderful cross-industry initiative that is born out of the partnership of Meta with the Advertising Association but also with some of the world's biggest brands and agencies. And then on top of that, most crucially, it's also a partnership with some of the kind of leaders from the Black community, but also diversity, DNI experts as well, which is a wonderfully cross-industry initiative. And I think, just to give you a sense of some of the membership of that, so the likes of, for example, my ex-employee Unilever is part of that, Deloitte, Shell, TUI, PepsiCo, Publicis, Wonderman Thompson, Accenture, and of course, IAB are parts of kind of the founding members of BRIM. 
And on the what, why it's set up, Brim is primarily a place, it is an accelerator, it is an enabler, it is a catalyst in the industry for the systemic change that I was referring to earlier. And Brim provides all sorts of enablers in terms of actionable tools and frameworks that anyone in the industry basically can reach out. And especially, as you say, some people might think, you know, I don't know where to start, or some people might have already started their journey and think, oh gosh, how do I accelerate it? Brim is effectively there to provide that support that when you're looking for insights, inspirations, actionable tools that can help you accelerate your Black representation agenda, that is the go-to place. Exactly. Uh, And it has fantastic resources, templates, if you're trying to revise policies or where to start with recruitment, maybe recruiters to talk to, or thinking about how you shift culture, how you educate unconscious bias, how you do all of these things to help, you know, your organisation, as you say, thrive and support the culture to allow everybody to work together effectively. One of the things I'm super happy about, as you know, as a founding member, it's relatively new, right? Brim, it was uh, kind of established last year, but some of the figures I have in here in terms of some of the progress it's made already, Brim has had over 19,000 individuals, like this mind-blowing, right, across 1,000 companies who've signed up. And also the BRIM framework has been downloaded over 14,000 times, which is just amazing. I think the question is, now that we've had this amount of reach, how can we accelerate more of that and get it into more companies? So how do we make that much more of kind of uh, available to everyone? How can the industry lean in and make use of that is, I think, the next step that we need to focus on. Absolutely. And BRIM doesn't just stop there, right? So recently they've launched a sponsorship program really to help that mid-level black talent. Yes have sort of champions, sponsors rather than mentors, sponsors who are going to provide them with opportunities and connect them with networks and enable them to have the opportunities that they would ordinarily be missed. They wouldn't often receive those opportunities, which I think is brilliant. And also what I love is the Changemaker Awards as well, identifying emerging and senior leaders within the industry, within the sort of black population to help identify, showcase and spotlight, you know, the extraordinary work that these individuals are doing. I love those examples you give, Sophie. I think often you might hear uh, one of the things when it comes to diversity, and it's not necessarily about black diversity, it could be about gender or anything else. One of the key hurdles employers play back is to say, where do I find the talent? I'm not aware of, you know, the talent, where do I find them? And I think something like, as you said, the Changemakers Initiative, that puts a spotlight on the talent that is already there, which kind of forces again, movement in terms of, you know, what we were saying earlier around how do you get them to the higher levels of the org, which is brilliant. And similarly, sponsorship. Again, sponsorship is about having that someone who speaks on my behalf when I'm not in the room, right? Which is like critical, right? We, it's not about coaching. It's very different. It's adjacent to coaching. It's very different, though. That idea of, you know, fostering talent within the organ, pulling them forward, putting them in front of projects that matter, initiatives that matter, is absolutely critical. And I think the fact that Brim is making those tools available for the industry opens up a lot of doors in the industry. So right now it's October, it's Black History Month, and it's very poignant for us to be talking about this topic during this month. But equally, there's the sort of the question as to whether the sort of cultural moments and focusing on those don't serve the kind of wider year, the wider issues as well, because you're just focusing on it for a day or a month or a week, depending on the kind of specific inclusion moment. So I just wanted to understand how you feel sort of this helps, this conversation now helps the overall ambition to increase representation and inclusion, but equally how maybe it might hinder us. 
So this is quite an interesting topic uh, that you've brought up, Sophia. So I think, uh, first of all, personally, I'm a big fan of Black History Month, right? It's it's just brilliant that as a nation, we're dedicating a month to talk about kind of the contribution, the heritage, the rich culture and the achievements of Black people, which is incredible. And I think also, especially when it comes to the industry, I'm a big fan of the industry leaning in and participating from both from an advertising and marketing point of view. I'm glad that we are leaning into this, right? It's brilliant and we need to be part of that. I think where it goes wrong is sometimes we don't always get it right, right, in terms of how we participate in this. And there are various examples as to whether it's, you know, a piece of content here and there or, you know, a whole campaign here and there that sounds painfully tokenistic sometimes or inauthentic, right? There's so many examples of that. And I think just to look at it from the other side, as I was mentioning to you when we were chatting about this last time, a few weeks back, for example, we had this industry event at Meta with some of the biggest advertisers in the UK, and we had a fantastic speaker lineup. And some of them include the likes of Ibrahim Kamara and the likes of George the Poet, you know, both kind of black creators who do a wonderful job of showcasing the black culture. And I think in that, of course, naturally, this question of how do you think brands and agencies, how do you think they should engage in black history months came up and their message was loud and clear. And they had two really good pro tips for us. And one is to say, number one is consistency matters to your point in terms of you can't, I think to quote George, he said, you can't contain black history in a month, right? So if you are intending to participate in that, make sure this is part of your long plan. Make sure that you have black representation throughout the year and make sure that you lean into that and reflect the UK in all its glory when it comes to how the various parts of the racial divide as well. So that was one advice he had. And then on the second one was also authenticity is critical. So when you're coming up with this campaigns, with this marketing ideas, etc., make sure that you work with Black creators who do know what they're talking about, who have lived in experience and who can represent the Black agenda and the Black culture authentically, right? So that's kind of the true feedback they gave us. And I think those are the two really good words to live by, to be quite honest. Absolutely. What a great <laughs> summation, yeah, of why it's so important. Mm. So, Fick, you've got a wealth of experience from your marketing career not only in your role at Meta, but also working for global brands like Unilever, as you mentioned, and in terms of where you've been based, the locations that you've been based. So I'd love to hear a bit more about the positive changes you've witnessed and how you think we can learn from them. Yeah. So I think, first of all, good news is it's not all gloom and doom, right? Or doom and gloom the other way around. In a sense that it is absolutely critical that we acknowledge that there has been progress in this space across the advertising industry. I think one of the key areas, for example, I always talk about as key areas of progress is, for example, diversity as a topic, as a concept, is no longer new news, right? It's been discussed in across boards around the industry. It's been discussed in everyday business. There's a high level of knowledge, which is great. And I don't think anyone is debating these days whether diversity is important or not, right? Whether it's as a business imperative or just the right thing to do, the moral imperative. I don't think anyone is debating that, which is great. But I think going back to the question you're asking in terms of what's, from my experience, if you roll back a few years, let me tell you a bit of a story from my side. So I think six, seven years ago, for example, I remember going for one of this industry tentpole moments and a big advertising event. And I really 
remember, for example, there was one of this very well-known industry execs and he was giving the keynote on what are the kind of the top trends impacting the advertising industry, like impressive speech he was giving. And then at the end, of course, in the Q&A session, somebody from the audience asked, what do you think then the role of diversity is in the coming years, right? Especially racial diversity. How should we prepare ourselves to try and embrace that and actually accelerate that? And I remember how, like, you know, offhand, he was quite dismissive. He was basically saying, let's get our priorities right, right? That's not something that we should focus on. We have bigger things to focus on. That's kind of how he responded. And I remember at that point sitting in the audience, my heart sank. Like vividly, I remember how disheartened I felt in terms of, is this the kind of industry that embraces who I am? Or is it the kind of industry that shies away from who I am? And then fast forward a few years. And as you know, you're just chatting about this earlier. I recently joined Meta. And I remember the first week, again, when I was doing the onboarding as one does. And I was looking at the faces. It was a virtual onboarding. And I was looking at the faces on the screen. I think the only way I can describe it is the surprise and delight light of, you know, seeing the range of faces, you know, different ages, different, you know, sexes, different races, etc. It was incredible, right? I was really struck by the range of people on that call and then also the diversity of their perspective. But the, the point is that should not be the exception, right? That should be the norm. And I think going back to the point I was making earlier, yes, we should acknowledge that there has been progress made, but I think it's time to kind of recognize the fact that awareness on its own is not enough. Good intentions on their own are not enough. Now, how do we switch gears from awareness to go from good intentions to impactful actions is, I think, what we need to be talking about at this point. And that's kind of, I think, the inflection point for the advertising industry at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It is about doing and doing it effectively. And I guess, again, that that brings us back to yeah. BRIM yeah. and some of the resources and support and just having the actionable change yeah. happening and being able to support individuals and organisations in their journeys. Yeah. And there are so many people, Sophia, I think I don't want to underplay this. There are so many people who have really good intent, who want to get started. But then, as we were saying earlier, of course, there's always the initial inertia, but sometimes there's this thing of, you know, where do I start? What? Because it's a big beast, right? Diversity is a big beast. It's not something that you can solve overnight. But ultimately, if you are kind of listening to this conversation and you're thinking, okay, good idea, but where do I start? I absolutely agree with you. Brim can give you all sorts of solutions in terms of how you can accelerate the Black agenda in your org. You've put me to the post on my sort of final question, really around, you know, we want this conversation to help drive those actions. And Brim is clearly something, we'll put the link in the show notes so people can yeah. access it from there. And we do recommend people register, sign up, receive the emails, explore the framework and get involved in the initiatives behind it. But are there other things that you would recommend that people can do on a day-to-day? Because I guess if one person listens to this and makes one change, yeah. acts differently at work, does something slightly differently, that can create yeah. a shift, right? I yeah. believe in the domino effect. Yes, yes. So what would that one thing be? So for me, it boils down to words versus deeds, right? It's the, exactly what I was trying to say for the last, you know, however many minutes when we were having this discussion. It's, I think we just need to move on. Intent on its own is not enough, right? Good ideas on their own is not enough. We just need to flip the dial into actions. And for me, there are two areas I think everyone who's listening into this conversation can play a part in. 
in. The first one is, as I said earlier, the representation part is critical. And for that, again, kind of whether it's you're on the client side or agency side, it doesn't matter. For each of this org in the industry, if they can't start thinking about how are we going to have sharper strategies and also targets, measurable targets around how we're going to increase representation across the rank and file of our org, right? That bit on its own is a big step, a big leap forward. And then, of course, they have to follow up on that to try and make sure that it happens. And that's where, again, BRIM comes in, right? All the tools are there. You don't have to worry about that. Please go ahead and refer to that, right? That's the one piece of plea, advice, recommendation I have. And then the second part is also on the marketing and advertising that we produce as an industry as well, making sure that it is authentic, right? And it's critical that it should be authentic. Like, it's not our view of what it should be, but it should be the view of, you know, the community, and that's how we should represent it. And again, for that, if you don't know where to start in terms of, you know, I'd love to work with Black creatives, but I don't know how to connect with them or where to reach them, etc. Again, on the Meta Hub, there is another hub that's called Proud to Be Hub, which is fantastic. It has about 100 plus Black creators and in a range of, in a variety of categories from beauty to fitness to from activism to filmmaking, etc. Please go there, check it out, and you can find really good creators that could bring your story to life credibly. Fantastic. That's so much there for people to get involved in. Thank you so much, Vic. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and great to hear your experiences. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks a lot for having me. I hope this can actually, you know, some of the things that we're going to do in Black History Month can actually move the needle for us, not just as a celebration of what the Black history is for this month, but as something that could set us up for success going forward. In the future. Thank you. Wow, I really love talking to Vic today. I enjoyed what she was saying about diversity inclusion being, you know, everybody's business in the sense that if we care about humans, we need to care about people and we need to be fair and equal to everybody. And that is kind of the beginning of the change that we all need to kind of make. And I also really love the fact that there is some genuinely tangible stuff that we can do. You know, I have watched the rise of brim and i think it's a really valuable resource and i know that anyone can take something away from it whether it's looking at you know how to be more diverse in your media planning how to think about not stereotyping there's so many resources there but beyond that the proud to be platform with creators available you can understand their stories and their authenticity and that word authenticity which Vic spoke about quite a lot is so important in us moving the needle in diversity and inclusion so please take a look and if you've enjoyed listening today why not check out episode one with Meta Zerachatu or share this episode with someone you know who may need a little prompt in the DNI direction. If you want to find out more about what we're doing at the IB around DNI, there's plenty of information and resources on ibukcom forward slash diversity. And we'll be back soon with a third episode in the series. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Diversity Unlocks Discovery, an IAB UK podcast series in partnership with Meta. 